When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australian Made Week is here. Look for the green and gold kangaroo logo when you shop. Road to the Ashes with Simon O'Donnell and Steve Harnison. Welcome back. This is Road to the Ashes on SENN Talk Sport, of course. Thanks to Australian Made. Look for the green and gold kangaroo. Harmy, I'm very excited. Uh, former England captain, uh, wonderful batsman for... Uh, for England, great personality, fantastic uh, guy to, to play cricket against and watch play cricket. As uh, Mike Gatting, it's fantastic to welcome you, Gat, to uh, Road to the Ashes and uh, see you in in person. I haven't seen you for yonks, but um, as per usual, you've got a smile on your face. I can't remember a time where you didn't have one. Mate, when you're playing cricket for a living and travelling around the world, you can't beat it, mate. And uh, I have to say... Um, it's a bit of a family, our cricket family. It doesn't matter whether you haven't seen anybody for six years or so. You can sit down, and have a beer and talk about cricket. It's fantastic. But uh, Harmy with me and uh, we just talked before we, we came on air and um, um, we've spoken a lot about what the Ashes means to Harmy and what the Ashes means to Australia and England. You as a former captain and player in Ashes, Ashes series, what do they mean to you? Look, mate, it, it's it's only when you actually come home, um, perhaps when you've been away to Australia or when you sort of finish the series and you're sitting down and you start talking to people about the cricket, that is when you understand the passion and what it means to the people you're playing for, actually, your country, you know, you're playing and and, and it means an awful lot to them. And, and it means a lot to actually other people. I remember when we came back from 86-7, going to, to, to Downing Street and... And Margaret Thatcher saying, thanks very much, Gat. You made my winter one of the most easiest winters I've ever had. Everybody was happy. Everybody at home was happy. But for the players themselves, it was, and it's no disrespect to any of the other countries at all, but because we've been playing for so long, this is the one you always want to play. In. These, This is a team you want to win against. It's the Australians. And you know for a fact, the feeling's the same from the other side too, in the fact it's the test series that, any Englishman or any Australian wants to play him because it is played for this little urn that we uh, we actually play for, which is just quite extraordinary. The story's lovely, um, but the passion that both teams actually show when they play is, is quite different to any other Test match as far as I'm concerned, um, and I'm sure a lot of other people. It's interesting you, you, you say that. You know, the... the, the... The passion of, of playing for your country is quite extraordinary. But the, the other part of Ashes competition is from 11 to 5, it's, it's crunch time. But after that, everyone over the journey you know, gets on, you get on well and, and you, you form lifelong relationships. And as you say, you don't have to see everyone every year. But when you do, you're really excited about seeing them again. Yeah. I mean, when you sit down in, I mean, it's not quite the same, I suspect, as the amount of beers we probably used to consume after a test test match or a test day even 
um, sitting in the in 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 the dressing rooms, and whether you're fielding, if you're fielding, you you the guys come in batting, and if you you're batting, you go in and see the fielding side, take a few cans, and and you sit down, and you talk about the game, and it, and that to me was one of the nicest days, and I remember sort of having a real bad day, and and um, but you go into the dressing rooms and you've had a, a to do with one or two of the guys, and you called them this, and you called them that. You sit down in the, in the dressing room afterwards and they say, geez, that's, that, that, that was a good day, mate, and uh, let's have a beer and forget about that. And we got tomorrow to come, you know, forget about that tonight. Let's have a couple. Let's really enjoy ourselves, enjoy the company, and talk about cricket. Yeah, you talked about series is played. You mentioned 8-6-7, which was an iconic series. Um, I think that was a series you were described as that at the start, was you can't bat, you can't bowl, you can't feel. Um, so was that the best series you Ashes series you played in, or '85? Simon, you played in '85, the '85 series. What sort of memories you got from them two series, Gap? Well, I remember we played in the World Series. We played the Perth Challenge as well, so that we had a, an extra series because of the the America's Cup up in Perth, and and you had the Pakistan team over and the West Indies team, and so it was some really good cricket going on. Now, in those days, you only had 16 players and we were out there for four and a half months. And I remember playing the last match at Sydney and Sod was actually batting at the time. And I gave the ball to Neil Foster and it was the last match of the of the four and a half months. And it was a low scoring match at Sydney and Sod was there and he had to get, I think, about 14 or 16 off the last over off, uh, off Neil Foster. And when I threw the ball to Neil Foster, he said, Thanks, Gat. He said, he said, I'm not sure I can do this. But I said, look, Fozzie, just what will be will be. And he ran in and bowled and and unfortunately bowled some good good overs. Mm. Sod whacked a couple down the ground, um, but couldn't quite get the, the runs required. And I remember just sitting down in the change room after four and a half months. And I I mean, it was it was just quite incredible. And the reason I liked it, I think, was because if you if you talk to Beefy, Beefy said that's one of his favorite trips. And I think uh it was a very, very, very interesting one for the simple reason everybody had to play a part in that four and a half months. And it was just uh, a phenomenal, you know, you made some heroes. Chris Broad was 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 enormous in, in that trip. Bill Athey, um, and, you know, for, for a team that was probably the worst that left the shores, which I thought was a really harsh description when you had the people like Gower, Lamb, Botham, Dilly, probably the best two spinners as a pair around at the time in Edmonds and Embry. I thought our press were, as usual, being uh, a little bit OTT. So, so for me, that was good. 81 series was just an, another enormous series. Um, if you talk about um, drama with regards Beefy and the captaincy and, and then Headingley and Mike Brearley taking over. Um, and then you have some of the other ones that uh, um, we didn't do so well in. Um, so I was fortunate. I managed to you know, being three, three, three or so good, good sides, which one and, 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 and good sides that lost uh, because the Australians had some, as always, very good players and were always as competitive as you always expect them to be. Yeah, I, th I think, so, sorry, keep going. Now go on. I, I think fascinating listening to you talk about four and a half months and it's what, was part of a cricketer's life in those days. You know, Australia's about to go embark on an Ashes series in England for six weeks and play, you know, five yeah. test matches. It, it, it's quite extraordinary. It's, you know, you weren't allowed to tour without playing every county. You, know, you guys had to come out and play first-class cricket against every state and then, you know, four-day games and then 
we threw in the, um, you know, it coincided with the America's Cup in Fremantle. So uh, that was the, the series we played over in Perth that was added on to your usual program. It, it was so different to what it is now. And today, that's nothing against today. Today is fantastic. And I, I think the athletes are just absolutely brilliant. But the, the, uh, the stresses and strains that went on for those long periods of time were very unique. They were indeed, and 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 you had to have a little bit of leeway with the players. I mean, I remember saying to Beefy, I said, "Look, we've got to play these warm-up matches." And I said, "We've got some young kids in Defratis and and Stony and Fozzie." I said, "Look after them," and I said, "Have a you know, make sure you do your nets." I said, "But as soon as the real cricket starts, you tell me what matches you want to play in, and let's get on with it." Because Beefy was going to play in all the matches, um, so I, I just sort of try to give him as much leeway and responsibility if they're best possible to actually do that and and you know he he responded so well and I mean he, he was awesome in that trip I mean he tore an intercostal muscle muscle and you know you you, you don't as I mean Harmy will tell you and you as yourself you tear an intercostal muscle that's normally sort of three months and yet Beefy got back to the test at Melbourne although albeit older and I'm sure he'll, he'll accept that some of the balls he bowled and got wickets with were absolutely horrendous and he managed somehow because Beefy had that sort of hex on on the guys it was it was just incredible but he wanted to play and he did play and you know he, he battled through as a lot of players did as well. And Gat, one of the, the the guys you mentioned earlier and I still can't believe he's he's not with us the, the great Shane Warne um, you'll be remembered for that. Well, not just for that, because you had a wonderful career, but you're remembered for that iconic moment, you know, great commentary, the ball that landed just outside leg stump, clipped the top of off stump, the expression on your face at Old Trafford, unbelievable ball. Gat, before you answer that, why don't we just relive it? First ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. He asked Kenny Palmer on the way out. Kenny Palmer just gave him a raised eyebrow and a little nod, and that's all it needed. <laughs> Extraordinary. Yeah, it was. Um, as I say, um, it was one of those deliveries that uh, you know when you when you when you when you go and you're being coached by the coach. The coach says, you know, have a look at the first ball, see what the pitch is doing, how much it's turning, and <laughs> I mean that didn't help very much either, you know, because it was too late. Yeah, I mean, look, we 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 all heard about Warney and we knew that he could spin it quite a bit. Um, I suppose when AB gave him the ball, I suppose just before lunch it was, and uh, you know he, he said, you know, come on. Just, just get it down the other end. And I know talking to Warney about it afterwards, he said, "Look, mate," he said, "All I try to do is get it down the other end, mate." He said, uh, "You know, I didn't know what was going to happen when it pitched, <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, just, just a phenomenal ball." And 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 the reason I was looking so because I didn't hear it hit the stumps because it just hit the bale, it just took the bale off, and there was only one on the floor. And I actually thought that Heels, in his haste to get back from down the leg side, he was going down the leg side. I thought somehow, in you know, you just you know, clipped a bail. But um um yeah, the first first sound I heard after after a short pause and I'm missing it was uh 
um, mate, you're out. See you later, <laughs> you know, from Eels. And I sort of looked there and I said, well, I can't be out. I mean, and then I saw this bale on the floor and and, and, I, and I sort of, and I thought, how on earth has that, that, that got on the floor? Because I missed it. And so I wasn't at LBW. I wasn't out. So I missed it because it went past the outside. So I didn't know how I was out. And then, as I say, the bale was there and... And then I heard Heels again said, mate, you're out. See you later. Um, and uh, off I went. And, and that was it. And, and we had to turn the TV off in the changing rooms because Richie was just over the moon. I mean, he, he just, he loved it. You know, Richie tried to be, I think that's probably the most, I wouldn't say biased I'd ever seen Richie, but Richie, because he was a leg spinner himself and and uh, he saw this ball, he just absolutely loved it. And as, as hard as he tried not to, to, to not to smile, you could you just had to turn the thing off in the change room because the boys kept seeing this replayed all over lunch. It was quite incredible. Um, but as I say, the nice thing about it, Simon, was that um, he wasn't that beach bum that people thought he might be, who'd got about, you know, got the chance to play test cricket. He turned out to be you know, for, for everybody, I suspect, the best ever in the game. There might be others later on in, in time, but, uh, you know, for us, he was he was a great competitor, uh, wonderful cricketer. It's a shame he didn't get the captain Australia because I think he'd be a fantastic captain. But his inspiration to everybody, you know, that he seemed to talk to and the love of the game he had was was also huge and, and the fact that he knew a lot about the game he always wanted to be the game to be the best it could be and he'd always want to sit down and talk to you about it mm. um so for me um he was a, a lovely lovely man who who uh really wanted the best and he inspired many many kids certainly over here in the uk when he played for hampshire and was around the track you'd always see him talking to the kids and and whatever so uh sad to to lose such a great man so early quite extraordinary what he's done for cricket gad what he had, you know, to to inspire kids, male or female, to play cricket. It was, and and the real the real sort of thing about it was, even when he was commentating, you know, he, he made it enjoyable to listen to. Uh, he was knowledgeable about it, and and he was always, as I say, looking for different areas where where he could help make cricket become better, to show cricket better in a better light, and um, to make sure that the kids. Would come back and 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 try and play cricket and watch cricket and and if they didn't watch it maybe umpire or do something else. It was all about you know the game for him and uh, yeah it just just uh, we've just lost a a man who could inspire and there aren't too many around uh, um, you know in cricket that can do what he he actually did. Well, you've won Ashes series. You've captained England to winning Ashes series. You've got a very important national series coming up, or we've all got a very important national series coming up where the expectation is is massive. How do you see it playing out? Look, I, 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 I'm at a loss, actually, to try and predict what's going to happen because I watched uh, England in New Zealand. I was very fortunate enough to go out and watch them play two test matches in New Zealand, and the cricket was just quite extraordinary. Um, a young lad called Brooke, who you will probably see, and a lot of Australians will see possibly for the first time, uh, is 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 quite a phenomenal player. Um, I won't say too much and, and try and build him up too much, but he is a very simple player who who hits the sees the ball, hits the ball, and you know that to me he seems to have time to do, which is often signs of a very very good player. And 
the way they play their cricket now, what's been interesting for me is the way they have, they've integrated some of the, what I'd say, the IPL stuff, the one-day cricket, into test cricket. You know, there's reverse sweeps going, there's ramps. Even people like Joe Root is doing the same too. Not that he needs to because he's a he's a very fine player, but he, he looks like he's enjoying it and he wants to bring that enjoyment in when he can. Um, the only person I think that's probably sort of suffered a little bit is Stokesy, funnily enough, because he's trying to get everybody to play this sort of cricket where he doesn't need to because he's another one of those guys. For me, he's a, a lovely, magnificent cricketer and he's trying to be too sort of, if you want to call it baseball, I don't like particularly baseball. I just like to think that they're they're trying to entertain as we all did when we played and they're doing it a different way than we did because we had some constrictions on us. So how's it going to pan out? I don't know how the Aussies going to play. How how's Cummings going to sort of uh, if he gets whacked back over his head by Harry Brook in in the second or third over or something of a spell? How's he going to react? Because it, it must be quite difficult. Because I saw good bowlers in New Zealand being whacked straight back straight back over their head in a Test match. Now you, I I've never seen that before. You've seen a hook and a cut and a pull and whatever, but somebody just standing there and hitting the ball straight back over their head, and everybody having the freedom to do that. Um, I, I still worry a little bit about our opening pair, although Mr. Duckett's done very well. Crawley's just got a big hundred just recently, but I still worry about Creeps. He's a he's a talent, but the the, the consistency is not quite there. And I suppose Warner's the same sort of in mm. the same boat for Australia. So I think there's a little bit of a lot, a lot of sort of um, things that both camps are worrying about. And I think um, the fact they brought Bearstow straight back in is is very harsh on folksy. But how do you leave something like? Johnny out because the way he played last summer was was just phenomenal and um, you can't afford to leave him out. So I think England will be positive in, in, in the right manner. Um, I watched them play positively in two ways in, in New Zealand. They 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 actually murdered them um, at Mount Monganu on a flat wicket and, and won in, inside sort of five days. And then they had to battle and fight for a for a test match that was just a fantastic one at Wellington. So they can do both. Um, but it's just in anticipating what you're going to see is a great thing for me in, at this particular time and the way England are playing. The other thing I would mention is you've got to be good players to do what they're doing. And that's the exciting thing for me is I haven't seen a batting lineup like this um, uh, for England with, with players who can win test matches on their own for a long time. Army, what would you have done when the ball went back over your head from Harry Brook? Oh, shorter and <laughs> make sure the next one didn't. Make sure the next one didn't. Just on just on Gat's point with, with Ben Ben Stokes, I think Ben. I think you'll see a difference in Ben Stokes. I think Ben Stokes is making a point to his team about how he wants his team to play and freedom. And if you make a mistake, well, then I'm. It's not so much I'm not bothered, but I'm wanting you to make a mistake. And I think he is. He has gone about that way to try and, and reinforce the message that he's trying to give. And I think some of these dismissals, I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose, but I don't think he minds being the one that everybody's talking about is the one that's not, who's, who's basically making a mess of it. Because I think you'll see a different Ben Stokes in the ashes. I don't see, think you'll see the, 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 the sort of carefree dismissals that you've seen. I think you'll see the 2019 Ben Stokes that you know, players in a way that the situation needs rather than just this carefree chucking his hitting the ball up to extra cover, hitting it to mid wicket. I think, yeah, and I don't think, and I think you'd be ready for the Ashes. 
I think Ben Stokes will be the man. If England win the Ashes, he'd be the man. He'd be the Freddie of 2005. I've got no doubt about that. Look, I sincerely hope so, because, I mean, for me, he's our, sec- he was, he's, he's our second best player in the team. I mean, Joe, if you're talking about batsmen, in fact, both of them. I mean, I would put Stokes in, 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 Joe's, cat, in Joe's category too, because, you know, he, his technique is as good as anybody in the team. And, and for me, he, he is very, very important. And, and for me, it's with the ball as well, because when he bowls, if he can bowl, he is, for me, again, as dangerous as any of our bowlers, where he bowls the ball with the angle in and running it away. And when it swings, he is, for me, as good as any of them. And as an all-rounder, you know, you look at him and you, and you, and you talk about the beefy Bothams and, and the Freddies. You know, for me, Stokesy, as a batter, is better than both of both of them. And as a bowler, he can be as effective as both of them in, in, in the way that he swings the ball. So for me, he's going to be hugely important. And I, I would, it, it, it doesn't irk me. It just surprised me. But I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to lead from the front. He was trying to show the guys. Now he's done that. Now they all know what to do. I hope he does go back to the way he played in 2019 because that was special. And that was, uh, you know, a man with, with, with great ability and, and great leadership. So for me, it's important. Um, but I think there'll be others in there that will want to do well too. And as I say, I'm so so looking forward to this. What to expect, I do not know. But, um, you know, Mr. Smith's not got any runs recently, but I'm sure he'll be very revved up for this and Labashane and, and, and lots of others um, within the team. And, and Mr. Head seems to be getting a lot of runs. So they've got players in their team too that can be destructive. What, what Mr. Warner's going to do, who knows? But um, it, it's just going to be one of those things. You know, You know people seem to find something different in an Ashes series, they find a bit of something extra. They find a bit of inspiration because it's the Ashes. And uh, so, yeah, it, you've got good players and some very fine bowlers on both sides. And it'll be interesting to see what sort of wickets we play on. I suspect we're going to play on flat wickets. And I I'm, I think their spinner, Harmy, is a little better than ours in Mr Lyon at the moment, who's a, a wonderful cricketer. And I think if we do play on flat wickets and we get some good weather, which is what I think we will play on, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the boys cope with Mr Lyon because he is a, a very seriously good bowler.